Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed here on True Life Radio and Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, the Visible Conservative himself. It sounds like I'm a little angry at the moment. It's because I am, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the broadcast tonight. Um, you know, on this show, we're not politically correct. We're just <clears throat> we're just correct politically, and we always come down on the right side of the issues. We have a phenomenal interview tonight with Krista and Michael Branch. Krista Branch wrote the song that became the Tea Party National Anthem, I Am America. We will be playing that song as well tonight. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the visible conservative Christians Unleashed. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to host this. Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed here on True Life Radio, Father. We thank you for our guest tonight. And, Father, I pray that as I go into the commentary section of the show tonight that people will understand as they listen, they will understand where I'm coming from. We deal with issues across the board and... There's going to be two separate tones to my show tonight. We're going to deal with the commentary, but then we're going to deal with the, you know, just we're going to talk with Sir Michaels about the music. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. <clears throat> Headlines that jumped out at us today, as you all know. Donald Sterling got banned in the NBA, fined $2.5 million, which as far as I'm concerned, that's what he should have got. But here's the problem that I have. Are very willing to give pass to individuals of the same skin color if they perpetuate racist acts. Points. All last summer, he had Gangs of black kids running around, jumping people, playing a knockout game. But here's the thing. We're specifically targeting Jewish people, Asians, white people, men and women, because they thought it was cool. In our politically correct society, because it was a crime committed by a black person on a non-black person, 
that's not a hate crime. Random act of violence, they say. It's a bunch of crap. Folks, as many of you have heard me say on many occasions, I hate racism. But you know what I hate more? I hate the excuses that are made for others who also commit acts of racism, accused of being against my own race. But let me tell you what the worst kind of racist is. Those individuals who refer to their those in their own community as derogatory names, and then they try to justify it and make excuse for it. Those are the the races. Prejudice, bigots, whatever you want to call it, because folks, it's all the same. And if you still choose to go through life thinking it's okay, I got one verse for you for those of you who profess to be Christians. Okay, on chapter 4, verse 21. How can you say you love God who you have not seen and hate your brother who you do see? Brother meaning the human race. Mankind. Oops. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who exist on both sides of the political. To the point that it disgusts me because it doesn't honor what God did on Calvary through his son. And if you want to be a racist, that's your business. But when you bring it around me, then you make it my business. And I don't think you will like the outcome. All you people who are attacking Clavin Bundy apparently have no clue what racism is. But yet, somehow, a bag of hot air, Oprah Winfrey, can say stuff like, uh, until old white men die off, Racism will never end. Then all these folks worshiping these groups, the Illuminati, because they they so about power and prestige and all that garbage. 
folks, you have seen real power until you come face to face with the one true God, and we'll see where your power works against that. But I'll give you a little clue. You stand up, balls, chance in hell. So maybe you should get over yourself And all those of you who believe that you should respect somebody because they make a lot of money, it all depends. Donald Sterling, the racist, is a racist. Clavin Bundy is not. But yet, guess what? Conservatives managed to divide over it. Liberals won. I'm sick and tired of the garbage to the point where I just, I just want to sit back and watch each other. Everybody just slaughter each other, honestly, because that's what's going to happen. And take a handoff approach. Because why should I continue to waste time caring about people who can't even care about themselves enough to consider all viewpoints? Right is right, wrong is wrong. Nobody get a free free pass because of the victimization act. But everybody wants to make a bad uh, make excuses for bad behavior, and then when they do commit whatever bad act that was committed, here comes that old tired, sorry line. Don't judge me. Hey, idiot. Judgment is making a determination of what's right or wrong. And if you did something wrong, you will get judged by your actions. You don't get a free pass. And that also goes for you so-called millionaires and billionaires. Just because you, you may be able to buy your way through the systems or whatever, but the one thing that counts in my book is the court of public opinion, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't care how many billions you have. You don't know how to treat people. You're not the scum under the bottom of my feet. I do what I do because I care about people, not because I make a buck from it. You know where I'm you know where I stand.
my feelings about people know no boundaries, and my hatred and disgust for racism also has no boundaries. So let me make this abundantly clear. Do not think that because of the color of my skin, I will tolerate racist comments from those of my black skinness. Because here's the difference. I have no loyalty to said community. I am loyal to those, first and foremost, I'm loyal to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And second of all, I'm loyal to those who played a part in shaping the death of my future. And guess what? That includes people across the entire spectrum. Enough is enough. All the infighting is garbage. I choose to care about who I care about and love who I want to love, irregardless of their race, color, creed, or background. I don't get it. I'll never understand. I may or may not ever have a lot of money. Thing that no one can ever take away from me. The fact that I genuinely care about people. That's why I'm angry at this moment. We justify and make excuses for bad behavior from those individuals that we support. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Let me get to the headlines. Ah, sneaking through. Conflicting reports on secret immigration plan. Let's see what this is about. House Speaker John Boehner reportedly insisted Tuesday that there is no conspiracy to push an immigration bill through the House, but a top Democrat suggested not only is there a deal in the works, it is an open secret. The conflicting messages further blurred the status of in immigration talks on Capitol Hill. Bonner, just two Boehner, just two months ago, appeared to slam the brakes on negotiations altogether, blaming the administration's failure to enforce existing laws. But GOP leaders, including Boehner, have signaled lately they're at least interested in bringing back a bill. Oh, how convenient. 
pandering to the Hispanic vote. Wow. Mutually assured destruction. A pathway to citizenship for those who broke the law to come over here while those who paid their money decided to do the right thing and wait in line for years will never be made citizens. Because if an amnesty goes through, congratulations. The Democratic Party will succeed in what I've been trying to do from the very beginning, and that is utterly destroy the black community. Because if illegal immigrants are made citizens, folks, and the Congressional Budget Office already said, the black community is the community that will be affected the most. Because what little jobs that we do get, those illegal immigrants who are become newly formed citizens will come in and swoop them up. And guess what? You will see unemployment rate in a black community go to 50% or higher. But hey, that was that was the Democrats' um, plan from the get go. <laughs> you reap what you sow, you get what you pay for. Fortunately, I'm glad I'm one of those in that <clears throat> ten percentile. who cared enough to walk away from the group think. Oh, my family's Democrat. I can't can't vote anywhere else. Well if everybody in your family jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, would you jump with them because they jumped? Anyway. New York Daily News reported that humor astonished Advocate of legislation that includes a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants said Monday of an immigration event. I want to let you in on a little secret. We are going to pass that bill and sign it into law this year. Humor predicted an immigration bill even if not the same one passed by the Senate will not will hit the floor of the House. Humor's not only not the only one feeling bullish on immigration legislation. Yep, and the rest of the rest of the American people just kind of sit back, relax, ho hum, ho hum, ho hum. Stick a fork in us, folks, because our nation is done. You got too many people who are too dumb or 
stupid to realize what's going on. And those who should know better are too freaking busy fighting among themselves over stupid stuff. I said it once and I'll say it again. Even Bundy is not a racist. Donald Sterling is. Donald Sterling is also registered Democrat. Oh, nice of the mainstream media to come up with um, the fact that 25 years ago he was a registered Republican. Hey, idiots. He's a registered Democrat now. Oh, oops, did I say that? Anyway, we'll be right back with our guest. I am going to play for you the entirety of, let me see if I can find it, Flavin Bundy's, um, let's see, I'm going to play his, um, I'm going to play the edited remarks from Clyde Bundy. Then I'm going to play the unedited remarks as I call my guest. So, sit back and you be the judge of what he said. The Negro. I want to tell you one more thing I know about the Negro. When I, when I go, went, uh, go to Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, <clears throat> and I would see these little government houses. And in front of that government house, the, the door was usually open, and the, the, the older people and the kids, and there's always at least a half a dozen people sitting on the porch. They didn't have nothing to do. They didn't have nothing for their kids to do. They didn't have nothing for their young girls to do. And because they were basically on government subsidy, and so now what do they do? They abort their, their young children. They put their young men in jail because they never they never learned how to pick cotton. And I've often wondered, or are they better off as slaves picking cotton, having family life and doing things, or are they better off under government subsidy? Yeah, they didn't get no more freedom. They got less freedom. They had less uh, family uh, alive and their happiness. You can see in their faces they weren't happy sitting on that concrete sidewalk. Down there, they were probably growing their turnips. So that's all government. That's not freedom. And so what I'm testifying to you, I was in the Watts riot. <coughs> I seen the beginning fire, and I seen that last fire. <coughs> What I've seen is civil disturbance. People are not happy. People are thinking they don't have their freedoms and don't have these things, and they didn't have them. We've progressed quite a bit from that day until now, and we sure don't want to go back. We sure don't want these colored people to have to go back to that point. We sure don't want these Mexican people to go back to that point. 
And we could make a difference right now by taking care of some of these bureaucracies and do it in a peaceful way. Let me tell, talk to you about the Mexicans. But these are just things I know about the, the, the Negro. I want to tell you one more thing I know about the Negro. When I when I go went uh, go through Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, <coughs> and I would see these little government houses, and in front of that government house, the the door was usually open, and the the, the older people and the kids, and there's always at least a half a dozen people sitting on the porch. They didn't have nothing to do. They didn't have nothing for their kids to do. They didn't have nothing for their young girls to do. And because they were basically on government subsidy, and so now what do they do? They abort their, their young children. They put their young men in jail because they never, they never learned how to pick cotton. And I've often wondered, oh, are they better off as slaves picking cotton, having family life and doing things, or are they better off under government subsidy? Yeah, they didn't get no more freedom. They got less freedom. They had less uh, family uh, alive and their happiness. You can see in their faces they weren't happy sitting on that con concrete sidewalk. Down there they were probably growing their turnips. So that's all government. That's not freedom. Now let me talk about the Spanish people. You know, I understand that they come over here against our Constitution and cross our borders. <coughs> but they're here, and they're people. And I've worked beside beside a, a lot of them. Don't tell me they don't work, and don't tell me they don't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And don't tell me they don't have better family structures than most of us white people. When you see those Mexican families, they're together, they're picnic together, they're spending their time together. And I'll tell you, in my way of thinking, they're awful nice people. And we need to have those people join us and be with us, not, not, not come to our party. And welcome back to the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed here on True Life Radio or True Radio Network. True Life Radio is our show on Fridays. Anyway, to all those who just heard both the edited clips and the unedited clips, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Cliven Bundy is not racist. And before I bring my next guest on, let me let me um, quote a scripture. Something to chew on. I quoted it earlier but I'm going to quote it again. 1 John 4, 21. The question asked is this. How can you say you love God who you have not seen and hate your brother who you have seen? We live in a nation where we are divided into categories based on color of our skin, our socioeconomic background, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But according to the word of God, 
the only thing that the Bible breaks down into groups <laughs> are the different species. And guess what? The Bible calls mankind one group. One group. Now, moving on. About a couple months ago, I had the honor of co-hosting a show with my friend Annie of Southern Sense. And when I co-hosted that show, it was um, a special day for me because I had the privilege of getting to interview these two wonderful people. Let me give you a little background about these two. They're very humble and they're very down to earth. One writes the music, the other sings the music. But when you look at their pictures on Facebook, you can see you can see the genuine love that they have for their family and that they also have for people. This young lady was referred to by the Huffington Post as a American Idol reject, which she proudly carries as a <laughs> wears as a badge of honor. Huh. The Huffington Post calling someone a reject is like Donald Trump walking over a $100 bill and not bending down to pick it up. But I digress. Um, I had the honor of just interacting with Miss Krista Branch and her husband on that show. And since then, because of the event that I am planning, I've had the opportunity to talk with Michael quite a bit. So, folks, please join me in welcoming one of the most tender, sincere, and nicest people you could possibly meet. Not only, not to mention, very talented musician, producer, songwriter. Michael and Krista Branch, welcome to the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed show. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. I was well, expecting that kind welcome. of an intro. That was, that was humbling. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just keep it real. Um, your song, <laughs> when, I, when I started my, this show originally in 2011, Krista, your song was the song I used for my theme, I Am America. Wow. Wow. And, um, I, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I used it as my opening. And when I relaunched um, the show, 
yesterday, actually, I use, I'm using another one of your songs, Do You Remember Us, as my theme for the relaunch. So um, I just, I love your music and um, the passion behind it. You're welcome. But I don't remember you on American Idol, though, but I probably didn't watch season seven, so Well, that's okay. I, I wasn't on there very much. I wasn't on there very much, so it was, I don't even really know how they got a hold of that information uh, on the Huffington Post article. <laughs> but um, yeah. I was anyway, yeah, I made it to Hollywood and, you know, did that whole thing and then, and then you know, got right. let go at some point. But that was a long time ago now. <laughs> right. But you know what's really neat? What I want to hear, I want to hear you, yours, and Michael's story. Before we get into the music, I want to hear y'all's story because when I when I look at y'all's pictures, especially the picture that I put up on the on for the title page, and I look at that picture, you can tell that you guys have such a powerful connection. So I will. Can you? <laughs> would you guys feel comfortable in sharing your story of how y'all met? And... Sure. Sure. You want to go or you want me? Go to... ahead. Can you? First of all, can you hear us? Okay. I hear I hear y'all just fine. Y'all come in okay. loud and clear. Well, okay, so let's let's go all the way back to really before Krista and I met. I was uh friends with her father, Jimmy, and we met at a little uh we went on a trip for pastors out to a little place in Mississippi called Camp Zion and it was a it was a basically like a church camp for pastors and you'd go there oh, wow. and you'd listen to just one sermon after another. And so I got to know her dad real well and we became friends. And so on the way home, he asked me if I would come to his church, which was a little church called Green Pond Baptist Church in uh, near Como, Texas. And, uh, and uh, anyway, so I went there. He asked me if I'd come speak and sing to his youth group. And so I accepted that invitation, and that's the first time I met uh, his, Jimmy's wife, Lisa, who is Krista's mom. And I met Krista and her sister Shannon and her sister Dana and her, and her brothers and all of that. So um, that was the very first time we met. And oh, then wow. we started doing ministry, started doing ministry together. And, uh, and then as, as we both kind of got older and grew up after a while, I was thinking, man, you know, she's a talented, beautiful young lady and she loves the Lord. I think I'll wait around. So I waited until she was old enough to ask her to marry me and we got married. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Krista, fill in the parts he left out. (laughs) I I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think Pretty much exactly like that. I think I would have told it pretty much that same way. So I'm, try- I'm just oh, trying wow. to remember that's, if there's anything else. <laughs> that's cool. And so you guys been together. Um, I think y'all y'all just had an anniversary. Was it 13 years? 14. Or 15? 14. 14. Okay. Yep. All 14 right. years. Wow. Congratulations yep. on 14 years of marriage. Thank you Thank so much. You. And I think, I think you know, you, you hear opposites attract all the time. You know, you hear that statement. But in our case, it's actually very true. We have totally different personalities. So I think that's part of why 
It works so well. <laughs> right. And, of course, you know, well, we both have that centered on, you know, on our faith. So that's the main thing. Right. Right. And, that, we just and that's make a as good it team. should be. That's as it should be. That's really right. as it should be. So yes. my next question and I'm gonna take a break because one I got a one of your songs that I'm gonna download and play for us, which is "I Am America." I will, I'd like to know, Michael, because I know you wrote "I Am America" and Krista, you performed it. What was y'all's inspiration for that song? Um, I was watching television uh, right around the time that the uh, Obamacare bill was being crammed down our throats and. Before it was called Obamacare. Before it was before people were referring to it as Obamacare. And you remember the town hall meeting before the Tea Party and all of that. The town hall meetings were kind of igniting all over the country, and folks were showing up to express their, shall I say, concern yes. for, um, right. you know, uh, for this law, this bill. And, uh, well, Nancy Pelosi got on television, and she said, the American people want this health care bill passed. And, of course, I took, I took uh, a little offense to that because I thought to myself, how dare you say that America wants this passed? I am America. I count, too. My, my beliefs, my opinions matter, too. So that's when I was uh, kind of in that I feel like righteous indignation i went sat down on the floor uh with a guitar and i wrote the song in about 20 minutes wow wow then how did how did did you guys hook up with herman kane with the song well that was a little later on after the song was released and it went viral um Krista was a guest on Fox and Friends. She was uh, uh, highlighted by Bill O'Reilly, and Glenn Beck brought her to several of his events, a few of his events, and she sang, you know, for him. Uh, so, so that kind of all transpired first, and then, um, and then later on, before the midterm elections, uh, I let's see, was it? It was 2010. Before the 2010 midterm elections. Uh, Mr. Kane called me up on the phone one day and said, uh, I love that song. We were wondering if you and your wife, Krista, would like to travel with us before the midterm elections and uh, see if we can't make a difference. So so we got to hop on a private plane with Mr. Kane, and we bounced all over the U.S. there for about a month before the midterm elections, wow. and those, those turned out really well. <laughs> That's cool. That is so cool. And Chris, a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, when he decided to run for president, he he called us up and asked us, you know, by that time we were pretty good friends, and so he said, you know, can I use your song as my campaign theme song? So, um, So we, of course, said absolutely. And he still uses it today as the theme song for his radio show. Cool. I mean that it's stuff like that. I don't know if you guys heard my little rant or 
anything like that, but I'm really kind of in a, um, I've been kind of a tizzy because of the Clavin Bundy in the um, in the um, Donald Sterling situation. And yes. someone as someone who calls calls it like it is. Yes. Donald Sterling was talking about that. But Ivan Bundy said wasn't. The problem that I have is when you have um when you have individuals who refuse to call it straight across the board. Because yes. As your song signifies, I am America. You are America. It's not America of this, America of that, America of the other. And quite frankly, I I get irritated with it. So I did my commentary on that because many people are willing to excuse one aspect of racism their agenda. And I have problems with that. So how how would you say would you kind of say let me i'm trying to i'm trying to think how I want to phrase this question like when you guys travel with um Herman Cain, to me yeah. that that says that that was a powerful connection to me that that's a powerful connection powerful sign of unity straight across the board right. but do you think the the just the significance of y'all's unit, the friendship that you guys have with Miss Tony Kane has been. Could you repeat the question one more time? Do you feel do you think the significance of your your friendship with Herman Kane and just how close you guys are? And how genuine the friendship is. Do you think people has caught people have caught the significance of that? I mean, whether it's conservatives or otherwise, has that has that point been lost on people? Because that, well, in my opinion, that should be. A, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Okay, so let me just be completely honest. Um. First of all, we do know that racism exists. Right. However, I believe that it is uh, a much smaller segment of society than, uh, than the media would have you believe. Right. I, I also, agree with that. I also believe that uh, racism is always going to be a part of our society to some degree, not just, you know, white and blacks and, and Hispanics and Asians, but, I mean, look at, look at the plight of the Jews and what they've had to face over thousands of years. And, and it's because we live in a broken world and we are all broken sinners. And, uh, and, and I'm sorry? There's a real enemy. There's a real enemy that wants to divide, that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and I just right. but in my heart of hearts, here's what annoys me about the whole conversation, on, both with Cliven Bundy and with uh, Donald Sterling, 
is that is that we're still talking about the color of people's skin. And that to Bingo. me is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bingo. Thank you. Thank you. So my whole my, point. The the fact that our society still calls people black or African American, they still segment people by the color of their skin to me I is ridiculous. Point it out when people are together. It's like we're people. We're just together. Period. <laughs> exactly. You know. Ooh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so when exactly. I when I look at Herman Cain, I don't say I'm friends with a, a black man. <laughs> I'm friends with Herman Cain. He's my good friend, right. and I you know we love him. So it it really I I don't know. I mean I'm hoping we're getting to a point in society with some unfortunate exceptions that that people look at Krista Branch and Michael Branch and Herman Cain and they think nothing of it because it's a normal thing. Right. Exactly. Does that make and sense? That's my, no, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And that's, that's exactly my point that I was getting at. Because, you know, even though Racism, it's, you know, it's still here, like you said. It's not as big of an element as we think it is, but it's there. And, you know, I, I observe, and I sit back, I observe, and my whole thing is this. You want to make an issue of racism, what does the Word of God say? And I'll go back to First John four twenty one. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen and you hate your brother who you have seen? So, right. you know, you also have Luke eleven seventeen, which says, a kingdom divided against itself falls in desolation. A house divided against a house falls. I mean, I could go yes. scripture after scripture after scripture, but until we actually decide that we're going to embrace what the word of God says and actually believe what it says instead of just, you know, going through the motions, you know, we go through the motions. It's like, okay, why don't you take God at his word? You know, he's no respecter of persons. So why are we respecters of persons when God himself is not a respecter of persons? He addressed the issue of racism. Romans 12. Verse 1, he said, uh, well, Paul was saying, I beseech you not to think more highly of yourselves than you ought to think. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's all peppered throughout Scripture, but it's like we conveniently forget that fact, you know. And, yeah, because I, I don't know, Michael and Krista, I just, I care about people. And I do what yeah. I do because I care about people. And when someone tells me I can't do something or I have to be stuck in a certain demographic, it irritates me. And hey, I'm right there having said that, Having said that, this is actually a perfect segue into the song. I'm I'm a play I am America and Krista I um also I'm a play your new your new song that you just came Born out free. the video Born Free okay. I have to download it 
it takes two seconds. So while you guys were talking, <laughs> I actually download it. So, um, oh, wow. but this, this is my favorite song. I Am America is my favorite song. So Thank we're you. going to play it. You're welcome. Folks, this is I Am America by Krista Branch, written by her awesome husband, Michael. I'm going to make an assumption that every time y'all hear that song, you you all get goosebumps. Am I right or wrong? 
Well, uh, I wish I could say yes, but okay. well, it's it's diff- it's different. I mean, if I if I think of it as I'm listening to someone else singing, then yeah, maybe. But if it's me singing, so <laughs> I, I may cringe a little bit from time to time. <laughs> That's because she's her her own worst critic. <laughs> so she's probably thinking, oh man, I I could have hit that note a little better or something the whole time. So right. Yes. And, right. But I will say this, when I hear her do it and in, in the context uh, of a crowd and, um, and, and she's so passionate about it when she sings it, and then the crowd begins to erupt in applause and because they're moved by the lyrics and the passion coming from Krista, then I get chills every time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Right, right. Well, tell me, tell me the story behind the single "Born Free." Well, um, I'm sure. Well, you know, all, you know, Miss Becky Garrettson and What Time Could Tea Party, um, right? And the whole IRS scandal, you know, overreach and just ridiculousness. Um, right. Her, her testimony before Congress was just really inspiring. And, you know, I still can't watch it without without tearing up because she just exemplifies what we all feel, you know, in her testimony. And um, and we've since gotten to know her, and she's just one of my favorite people. She's just she's just incredible. And um, anyway, right. so um, basically based on her testimony, it was just so inspiring. It's another one of those moments, you know, um, that Michael – was just inspired momentarily to write a song, you know, expressing what he was feeling. So Born Free was born out of that. And, um, of course, it's another one that I'm very honored to get to sing. So um, that's kind of the story behind it. you want to expound on that at all? Yeah, I would like to say um, a lesson that I learned in 2013 was, was this. Um, that the chastisement of our peace was upon his shoulders, and by his stripes we are healed. We, we Amen. serve, we, everything, Thomas, that, that causes us to feel an annoyance, frustration, anger, sadness, all of these things that, that steal our peace away from us. When he was on the cross, all of all of the injustice from those things, all of the injustice from a leader that does what he wants and who, and who overreaches and does what he wants above the law. Every uh, senator or congressman that ignores the American people and, and does whatever they want, every, uh, every single uh, you know, criminal that commits a crime or does something wrong like Benghazi, uh, that injustice, Christ took all injustice, all of sin, all of the brokenness upon himself on the cross, and he paid for it once for all so that we wouldn't have to feel that anger and that frustration. I'm not saying it's wrong to feel that, but I'm saying there comes a point in which we have to lay that, let that be. And just say, Lord, you dealt with that on the cross, and and while it's okay, feel uh, as I mentioned before, some righteous in, indignation 
towards the events that we have to deal with. Even this Clive and Bundy and, you know, uh, Mr. Sterling, these things, uh, there, there comes a point where we have to say, I will not let what happens in D.C. or what happens in the media steal my peace and control my life any longer. And then we work above the boundaries of an earthly kingdom and we live and breathe and move and, and serve above the boundaries of this earthly kingdom because we serve a God who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that is our kingdom, and that's where our hearts and minds belong. And so we're born free. We're born free with certain unalienable rights, but we're born again into true, absolute freedom, and that's what that song is about. Amen. And once again, another perfect segue into the song. Because I love the song. It's it's a beautiful song. So y'all going to have me boo-hooing up in here. You're welcome. <laughs>
all I can say about that song is wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. The video was off the chain as well. <laughs> um, that, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, wow. I've, I've kept Krista in that cage for years. It's great that we finally got an opportunity to use it in the video. <laughs> yeah. um, the cage that's on cool. the video. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you were talking. You're talking about. Um, you're talking about the cage. I was like, oh, the cage bird must get out. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the one song. I know. I know you guys are going to probably have that here in a little bit, but there's one more song that I want to ask. And it's the song that I use as my as my theme song. Um, okay. Can you hear us now? Can you explain what was what was the um, what's the meaning behind the song? Can you can you hear me now? Well, uh, okay. As as you learned before, "Born Free" was inspired by Becky Garrettson. Uh, of mm-hmm. the Kumpka Tea Party. I Am America was inspired by another uh, woman, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then um, Can You Hear Us Now was actually inspired by um, the quote uh, from Jenny Beth Martin, who, who after the 2010 uh, midterm elections, she said, Can You Hear Us Now? And, uh, and I oh, thought, wow. man, that's a great, that's a great uh, song. That would be a great song. So I wanted to write kind of a theme to to kind of what happened as a result um, of of people showing up and standing yeah, up. The people standing yeah. up, which you know, I still believe that we're going to make a difference even in these midterm elections. So that's really where right. it came from was the American people doing right. what they are called to do. If I may, can I can I take take what you just said even further? It has to be those principled Christian conservative Bible believing people willing to be crazy enough to actually believe God's word and what it says. Because right. sometimes I I think that we forget that he said somewhere in his word he said hmm. And I think it was Jesus who said it, actually, that if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be, and be cast into the sea and believe what you say, then these things shall come to pass. And what I take that to mean as pertaining to whatever situation that may arise up before us, we have to, we have to speak to our circumstances, and then we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us to accomplish the tasks that need to be done. Because while everybody's sitting back and clamoring for Jesus to come back, I, I sometimes get a picture of God sitting at a big giant desk, tapping his tapping his fingers on the desk saying, okay, what are you doing? I'm waiting for you. I can't come back until you fulfill the task I set before you. Exactly. So, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, good point. So, uh, um, it's what, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. No, you go ahead. I'm just, I'm just laughing because it. Anyway, go ahead. Well, well, uh, I heard a, a very wise evangelist once say this. Uh, he made this quote, and I love it. He said, 
when you do stuff, God does stuff. That's it. When Amen. you do stuff, God does stuff. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a reason why the Bible tells us to make make our requests known to God. And, you know, and, and you know, and to give him thanks and, and constantly being in prayer. And there's a whole reason for that. We can't just sit on our thumbs and not do anything. Well, right. another thing that I've noticed in my own walk with uh, the Lord is that you cannot stay out of God's word for too long because you may right. think you've got the concepts and the principles, but when you get in there, it's almost like you start to dig and it becomes high definition and you begin to see things. The Holy Spirit brings things uh, up in front of you that you hadn't seen before, or maybe you have and you've forgotten, like you said, it's like we look in a mirror and then we walk away and forget what we look like. So as, as believers, we've got to continually be in prayer and be in God's word so that he can course correct us. And then as leaders in our community and in, and, and in our, our nation, uh, as we continue to course correct, then we have to be bold enough, like you said. I like what you said. We have to be just crazy enough to do what God's called us to do. And, and it's, it's nothing new. He's, give, he's put people, chosen people, in, in positions of power all throughout human history in order to bring about a, a change for such a time as this. Amen. And, you know, I'm going to say this, and this, this, this is really, 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 really important because the enemy has so, he has so tainted you know, just he's perverted relationships, friendships all throughout the course of time. But the greatest, the way that we are going to accomplish what God has called us to do is that we have to weigh everything through the prism of God's love. What do I mean by That's that? Right. This is exactly what I mean. You know, you, you, Krista, your family, you and Krista and your children, y'all are believers in Christ, as am I. Yeah. Because of that, that makes you and I, we are related in the family of Christ. Therefore, yeah. because we are related, as we build a friendship, because of God's love that he has shown for us, there is no reason why the body of Christ cannot set an example of God's love towards one of not, one another. So what I'm well, saying is be. this. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know this. I have not met you guys in person yet, but I can say this. You, you all, you're my brother and sister in Christ, and I love you guys. I can tell you that. Amen. And I'm not ashamed to say that. But the enemy has perverted it, perverted to the point where, when brothers and sisters in Christ expect or express love for each other, there's usually the question of what's your motive? Uh, because yeah. because I'm supposed to love you. Why? Because <laughs> word of God says. <laughs> right. Do I have to have reason to love you and want to walk with you and help you fulfill your destiny and purpose? I love encouraging people. 
and Krista and Michael, that's what y'all's ministry does through, your, you know, your video production and then your, uh, Krista, your music, it inspires and it uplifts people. Because I know, like I said, that your song, I Am America, I, w- I, I actually was afraid that you guys, when I started my show, I was afraid because somebody said, you know, they might come after you and, and you'll get in trouble for using their song. I was like, oh, so I was kind of shaking for the first few months, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, but it's a beautiful no. song, and it, expi- it inspires people. So, well, thank you. Oh, that's the whole That's the whole purpose, and that's the whole, you know, that's the whole idea behind what we do because that's what we feel like God's called us to do. So, um, you know, and it's, it's funny, too many times I think that we think, uh, that walking in God's love is, is just being agreeable constantly. But I think right. the thing is, is walk, walking in God's love and, and walking in truth, period. Um, exactly. So that's, we, feel, we feel strongly about what we do, and, and uh, I'm honored to get to do it. And that, that is awesome. And I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to the concert this June because uh, – you know, God does phenomenal things just the way he, you know, he blessed me with that miracle, which I shared with Michael. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's crazy the way he makes connections like that. But when, but when you're not afraid to believe God at his word, then he just, he, he wants to bless us. Because, you know, a lot of times, we we spend so much time, you know, we bless God, we lift, we, you know, we're pouring praises out to him. But do you guys know that sometimes God just wishes that we would shut up long enough to let him bless us and pour out praises on us and love on us? Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. If, if, you know, if he's anything like we are with our children, you know, which he is. So, and he's greater. Right. Um, so that makes right. total sense. Right. So, man, this time has went fast, but I am going to play the one last song. And I love, I love this, I love this song. I have to find <laughs> it on my numerous numbers of lists. But, Michael, as I'm finding that song, could you and Krista... Do me the honors of uh, closing with the word of prayer. Sure. Father, we just thank you so much tonight for the opportunity uh, to speak your words, to speak your truth. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, Lord, we know that this world, is um, it can be a dark place. And But, Lord God, we know that in your word you tell us that it is impossible for the darkness to overcome the light. And so, Father, I pray right now for every person listening and every person who listens to this uh, in the future, I pray that you will give them a supernatural boldness to speak the truth, to live the way that, that you live, Lord Jesus, to love the way that you love, to treat people the way that you treated people, because, Lord... You are a perfect example. So, Father, as as we part ways tonight, we ask for your protection 
and again, a supernatural boldness to be who it is that you've called us to be, your hands and feet in this earth, the light that, that shines on the path in the darkness that leads people to a saving knowledge of you, Lord Jesus, and not just that future uh, home and glory, Lord God, but, but, Father God, you want us to have life now. You came to give us life more abundantly now. And I pray against the enemy that our eyes would be clear and our hearts would be full of joy and that, Father God, the way we live would be, um, would, would be something that others would be drawn to. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 And, Lord, I also thank you. I want to thank you for your hedge of protection that was around Michael and Krista and their children yesterday went on the highway, Lord God. We thank you for your supernatural protection as you protected them from those dump truck tires, Lord God. Thank Amen. you for your divine protection, for we know that you send forth your ministry angels to always protect us. So I, I pray for favor for this family. I pray for doors to continue to be open that only can open, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you. you for for your uh, invitation for us to come on the show, Thomas. And we look forward to uh, meeting you in June. And uh, and I yep. just want to say something because I can. Um, yep. You know, my wife is so passionate about this music, and and if if you guys love the music, then go you know go download the music on iTunes or or you know buy an advanced copy of her. Uh, CD coming out. You can go to KristaBranch.com and and okay. uh, and buy an advanced copy of her CD, and it's going to be great. It's going to be ten songs. All of the songs, uh, pretty much that you heard tonight, will be on that CD. And uh, and and support the music if you love it. Support it because that's the only way we get to go forward and continue to do what it is that we do. Thank you so much for having Amen. us. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And before you guys go, you have to listen to your last song because I'm going to end the show after the song. So um, this is the song right here. So now I'm going to put you all on mute. Thank you once again for being on the show. God bless. God bless you. Folks, that right there, those are two phenomenal and awesome that's that's an awesome couple in the Lord. You know, one thing about them, while we know we're not without our flaws, they know that their source is in Christ Jesus. And that's one of the things that continually sustains them and keeps them going because they know that their value and their identity is in Christ Jesus and not in, and not in any situation or circumstance that may arise. So I want to thank everybody for coming to tonight. And tomorrow, you know, we have Reality in Christ Worship and Word, and I'll be delivering a message. I don't know what I'm about yet, but I'll be delivering a message. So with that, we're going to end with the last song, which is the opening theme song to the revised, Visible Conservative Christian Unleashed Broadcast. So. Mm-hmm.